Well, good morning once again. The story in our scripture this morning is found in three of the four Gospels, Mark, Matthew, and Luke, each of them with slight variations. I think it's, I think it's important that I mention the events leading up to our scripture today. The book of Luke begins with Jesus healing Mary Magdalene and her seven demons in verse 1. Then there are the healings of two other women in verse 3, followed by the parable of the sower. Then we get to verse 22. Jesus is in the boat with his 12 disciples, crossing the lake, when a storm comes in, and the disciples are about scared to death, afraid that they are going to die. But then Jesus calms the storm, and everything is back to normal. Or so they thought. The storm lands them at a place called the Gadarenes. Things start to get a little crazy again when the disciples witness this wild, demon-possessed man immediately confronting Jesus when they arrive. Maybe they were thinking that they could all gang up on him if Jesus needed some of their help. Well, I can honestly say I have a real good feeling that I know exactly what this man was going through. Last weekend, my mom and my husband and I took a long weekend trip down to the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains. My husband and I loved to go hiking, so hike we did. It was awesome, and, it was, and I was in all my glory until Sunday evening. I put on my nightshirt, which was kind of like a tank top, and I don't know why, but later I reached to my side for some reason, and I found something that wasn't there before. I immediately knew what it was, and in a millisecond, I went crazy. Yes, it was a tick. I started yelling and begging for my husband to get it off of me, get it off of me. And in his calm, cool voice, I heard him say, well, hold still. Then I heard him say, I can't get it. I was hysterical running around in the cabin with my arm flung up over my head for whatever reason, I don't know, because it's not like the thing was going to go anywhere. It was stuck. I'm pretty certain that I look just like this man in our scripture today, yelling and begging for someone to help me. Then I hear my husband say to my mom, who's sitting on the couch, Norma, you get it. You've got nails. I can't get it. And I hear her say, I can't get it either. And I'm like, good grief, people, would someone just please help me get this thing off of me? And then I remembered I had a pair of tweezers in my manicure kit. So my husband was able to use the tweezers along with some hand sanitizer to remove this cringeworthy critter. It's all a blur to me now, but I do remember as this. Once it was removed, I felt an immediate calmness come over me. Now I have this fear that I'll develop Lyme disease or something weird like that. But what I can't imagine is this, how this man went almost an entire lifetime living full of demons. My tick event only lasted maybe five to ten minutes, but it seemed like a lifetime. But that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. 
Let me just say this. Nothing happens in the ministry of Jesus by chance. Jesus and his disciples ended up there by design to demonstrate the mighty power of God. The people of this area weren't expecting Jesus. His arrival wasn't announced, and there was no welcoming committee there to greet him. He is met by the one person who you wouldn't want to meet. We don't know this man's name, but this is how scripture describes him. He was from that town, but he didn't live in that town. He is naked. He hasn't worn clothes in a very long time. He hasn't even lived in a house. In fact, he lives in the tombs, which makes me think that this man is already dead to himself. He has been around, bound repeatedly, but he breaks the chains. All day and night, he cries out constantly. Mark's version says he has even gone so far as to cut himself with rocks. He terrorizes anyone who dares to come near. So the people of the town have learned to tolerate him. They have gotten used to his screams. They no longer try to tame him because they don't know quite how to deal with him. So they choose to do what we often do. They ignore him. You know how that goes. We are all guilty of it with our own problems. We have a mindset that says, if I ignore it, maybe it will go away. Let's let sleeping dogs lie. I don't want to stick my nose in it because it's not my business. Most often, what we do is this. We complain about it, but we don't go to the source. We heat up the phone lines, but we don't do anything to correct the problem. The people of that town didn't do a thing for the man, out of sight, out of mind. The only time they gave him a second thought was when he terrorized someone, and even that was short-lived. But now here comes Jesus. Jesus, who had just calmed the storm, is stirring up a storm in their little village. He comes on shore, and he is met by this man full of demons. This man hasn't even heard of Jesus and doesn't know who he is. Actually, no one from this area has paid any attention to who Jesus is. But now Jesus is in their town. He has arrived. So this demon-possessed man immediately comes to Jesus, and he throws himself on the ground in front of him, and at the top of his lungs, he begins to shout at Jesus, What do you want with me? Jesus, son of the most high God, I beg you, do not torture me. The question we should be asking is this. If he doesn't know Jesus, why is he saying Jesus, son of the most high God? The reason that he knows it's Jesus is because he is demon-possessed, and it is these demons that are controlling him. In James chapter 2, verse 19, it says, You say that there is one God. That's good. Even the demons believe, and they tremble in terror. The demons knew who Jesus was. 
They know his power, and that is why they say, do not torture me. All during this encounter, the man is shouting at the top of his lungs, and Jesus is quietly saying over and over again, come out of this man to the evil spirits. He is saying this over and over because there are so many demons in him. They recognize the power that Jesus has over them and over him, and they beg him, do not torture me. They beg him not to send them to the abyss. The abyss is where they came from. They don't want to go back to have to answer to Satan. There is a real war going on here. The power of Jesus versus the power of Satan. Who do you think wins? The demons simply can't win. They lose the war. Jesus says to the man, what is your name? The man answers, our name is Legion, because we are many. He refers to himself as Legion because Legion means a vast host or a multitude. Understand this, it wasn't the man speaking, it was the demons speaking through the man. The demons controlled him. They had possession of him. They were in charge of him. So let me ask you this. Do you think there is demon possession today? I certainly believe there is. Just look around at what's happening in the world today. It is so very scary. But then I look at what Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11 and 12 says. It says, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against Satan's schemes. <clears throat> For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world. Amen. I guess I didn't have my full armor of bug spray on when I went hiking last weekend with my husband, otherwise I wouldn't have had my situation. So Jesus, he chases, he, he casts these demons into the herd of swine and they run into the river and they drown. Now even when the townspeople return after this event, they aren't happy. They want Jesus to leave. You would think they would be happy, but they're not. Instead, they were filled with fear. Satan has filled them with the demons of fear. Folks, demons appear in many forms, and fear is certainly one of them. These people are so afraid of what has just happened, they ask Jesus to leave. So Jesus gets into the boat and starts to leave. The man Jesus has just healed, he wants to go with him. But Jesus tells him, return home and tell how much God has done for you. So then the man went away and told all over town how much Jesus had done for him. My dear friends, in the Gospel of Luke, there are 13 different episodes of Jesus healing. The purpose of our work as Christians is that we are called to share our own stories of healing, to share our own witnessing of Jesus calming the storms in our lives, how he has cast out the demons 
that have tried to destroy us. And just as he said to the man that he just healed, he is saying to each of us this day, go and tell how much God has done for you. And all of God's people said, Amen.